Hello and welcome to episode 147 of the LDS study session with me, your host, Matthew Roberts. We are going to continue with our Come Follow Me study for the week today. This is the October 21st to October 27th week. First and second Thessalonians called Be Not Soon Shaken in Mind or Be Troubled. And uh, we're going to look at the section today which says, If I am faithful, if I let me get the full title here. If I am faithful and watchful, I'll be prepared for the Saviour's second coming. Now, it uh, references a few different places here. 1 Thessalonians 4, 16 to 18. 1 Thessalonians chapter 5, verses 1 to 10. And then 2 Thessalonians chapter 1, verses 4 to 10. So, a bit of jumping around here in these chapters, but there is good reason for this. There is a great number of things to learn from here. And the Saviour's second coming is one which, obviously, the people at the time of Paul's ministry uh, were very excited to hear about. Uh, for a number of these people, they will not have met the Saviour in person. Uh, and so they would have heard of him, what he did, his teachings, the miracles that happened, and be excited to hear that he prophesied that he would come again one day. However, uh, for some of these people, they interpreted that as in the near future, as in like in a few years' time. And uh, Paul is very quick to uh, say that this this probably this this isn't this is not the case. That uh, the Savior prophesied many things that would happen before that time happened, and the time was not then. Um, he says in First uh, Thessalonians uh, chapter four, verses sixteen to eighteen, for even the Lord Himself shall descend from heaven with a shout, with the voice of the archangel with the trump of God, and the dead in Christ shall rise first. Then which are alive and remain shall be caught up together with them in the clouds to meet the Lord in the air, and so shall we ever be with the Lord. Wherefore, comfort one another with these words. So he's explaining the great and wonderful uh, blessing that it will be to be there at the Saviour's second coming, and that those who uh, died before this life will be with them. In fact, in the Joseph Smith translation, it says, Then they who are alive shall be caught up together into the clouds with them who remain to meet the Lord in the air, and so shall we ever be with the Lord. So great blessings prophesied uh, at this second coming. But Paul's very clear on what he wanted to get across to them, that this will happen not now, as in like when he was writing to them, will happen in a far off time and he told them some important things about how this second coming would come about. Now before we dive into uh, the things that Paul said about the characteristics of what would happen when the Saviour was going to come, uh, I would like to share something that uh, Elder Harold B. Lee said about looking for the Saviour's second coming. Uh, he said this, quote, uh, One of our brethren is supposed to have had a patriarchal blessing saying that he would preside over the church when the Saviour came. This is, of course, false. Another one among us has been said to have declared that there are some living today who will see the Saviour when he comes. This again is fictitious. Well, the Master said that at the time of his coming would be as a thief in the, in the night, that of the time of his coming not even the angels of heaven would know. If we would stop to think of it, nobody with any authority would ever say that, that such a declaration could be authentic. Close quote. Um, now, he gave this in 1970, and so he's saying that at the time there were people who had been said that they would be alive at the time of the Saviour's second coming, as in physically, mortally alive on the earth. Now, um, what is quite pleasing is that this um, apostle of the Lord stated that this must not be correct, uh, because if, you know, if people are given true, you know, ideas about you know, when, whether or not they will be on the earth when the Saviour comes, I suppose, then that means it's not like a thief in the night. 
And actually, let's talk about that metaphor right now as a thief in the night. Because if we're kind of given a time frame that someone will physically be on the earth when the Saviour comes, then we are given an, ind an indication of, you know, whenabouts this might happen. Uh, and it would therefore not be as a thief in the night. This metaphor, thief in the night, gives the impression that the Saviour's second coming will be a surprise. Uh, that it may be even that we won't know that it's actually happened until, you know, once the event has begun. Uh, for example, a thief in the night, when he goes and um, steals things, you know, he doesn't really want to wake up the person in the home. And this is what I thought was interesting. At first, I thought, well, this means that we won't know that it's happened until after the event. But actually, of course, that isn't what it's saying, uh, because there is another part to play, or there is another person in this metaphor of the thief coming in the night, read in First Thessalonians chapter 5, verse 2. There is the person who's being stolen from. Now, if that person was awake, vigilant, and watchful uh, for their home, then they would not be stolen from. Uh, they would be prepared for whatever time that thief comes, and they don't know that they're coming, but when they do come, they are prepared. And this kind of echoes something uh, that is said by uh, Elder Orson F. Whitney, who said this, quote, It is a merciful characteristic of our Heavenly Father that he brings to pass upon the human family, family no event affecting their eternal welfare, but he first sends prophets to, to prepare the way, to give the people a warning that such and such things are, are coming to pass, that they may be prepared for them and not be caught napping by the suddenness of their coming, even as a thief in the night, close quote. And I love Elder Whitney's words here, which points out that the, the thief in the night metaphor works because it is identifying what happens if we are watchful, then we are prepared for it. But if we're not watchful and if we take that nap or we, we aren't ready for such an eventuality, then we will not be ready when that time comes. And it will be a sudden thing which, um, you know, comes upon us in such a way. Now, of course, going back to uh, what Elder Harold B. Lee said before, if someone was given a, a kind of promise that they would physically be on the earth when the Saviour comes, well then, that kind of gives a time window where that event will happen. And that therefore means that we will not be having it as, as a thief in the night, uh, because we will have an idea of how well, how long we should be prepared for, or what we should be looking towards. So, obviously I am aware of individuals close to me and others who have been given a sort of promise saying they will be there when the second coming happens. But I like to uh, consider that as maybe not they'll be physically there. You know, with that, and they may be. Who knows? <laughs> it's like a thief in the night. Even the angels don't know. So you know, I'm not sitting here saying that these things that have been said in blessings are wrong. I'm just su suggesting the point that there may be something more spiritually uh, applicable to this, that perhaps this is actually prophesying that if they follow the... the uh, um, instructions and guidances stated in their blessing that perhaps they will be there with those who are in heaven that are brought together with those that are on earth to then meet and welcome the saviour as he comes to the earth in other words be resurrected in the first morning of the resurrection and receive a celestial body um, it may be re referring to that potentially again i don't know i'm just citing my own thoughts here but uh, that's an interesting comment by harold v lee saying that you know to be told that you are physically going to be there when the Saviour comes again can't really be a true uh, prophecy. There's probably more to it than just that. Uh, and another metaphor that's used is First Thessalonians 5.3, where it says, uh, For when they shall say, Peace and safety, then sudden destruction cometh upon them, as travail upon a woman with child, and they shall not escape. And I really like this metaphor as well, because this kind of, for me, 
highlights the period of time before the Saviour comes. Uh, when, a, when, a, when a woman is pregnant with a child, there is a very clear you know, waiting period. There's a very clear time where there is a promise of something that will happen, but the individual and the family does not know when that's going to happen. They have a vague idea, perhaps. They have signs which show that what they is probably going to be happening at some point, but they really don't know until that time starts when it's going to happen. Um, and, you know, it's a really good it's a really good metaphor. It's a really good analogy for the second coming. Again, we have been told prophet, like prophecies and signs from the Saviour and prophets after him uh, that what about what will be happening when he comes again. We know that we are in this waiting period and that he will come, that, you know, that he will be, you know, as it were, he will come to the earth. But we just don't know when it's actually going to start happening. And actually, when that does start happening, there may be some difficulty. There may be some sorrow uh, because we'll look around and see the destruction upon the world. We'll see great calamities and things that have been foretold. But then ultimately, we'll also recognise there'll be great joy once that coming has happened. Anyway, um, those are just my thoughts on those two metaphors. And I've, I feel like I've kind of rambled a bit more today. So if if that's been a bit, uh, if, if you found a bit less from today's episode, I'm sorry about that. But uh, I was just kind of following my thoughts there about these metaphors. And obviously, the uh, the topic of the Saviour's Second Coming is one which is should be of great excitement for members of the Church, for followers of Christ. And so... I would encourage you as you study these metaphors to consider where you are, as I am, considering where, where I am uh, and what needs to be done to prepare for that time where he will come again as a thief in the night. Um, thank you very much for listening to this episode. If there's anything that you've been studying uh, and would like to share with us, please do so at MattSRoberts90 on Twitter or email at session at gmail.com. Thank you very much for your time and until we meet again.